you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for tuning into our podcast with myself and Phil Putney. Phil, buddy, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Mark? Hanging in there. We are back here uh, doing the podcast, and we are uh, into 2020, man. I know. It's hard, hard to believe. Still trying to get used to writing that 2020. So <laughs> making sure I had that extra 20 at the end. It's, uh, yeah. Hey, have you, do you see that little uh, news yeah, tidbit? That little news blip on it. Yeah, was, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. About, I've been telling my clients about that, too. It's like, you know, it's, that's not a bad idea because just putting 20 down makes it very easy to, to be manipulated to anything in the last decades. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, technically, we're firmly into 2020 at this point when we're doing this yeah, particular we are, podcast well but, it, so but uh but yeah it's one of those little tidbits you, you don't think about is make sure you write out 2020 because you know people can uh, if folks didn't see that someone could you know take some information that you may have left out there and write 2019 or 18 or use it to alter things i don't know really what you would do with it but i guess you could so yeah but, yeah it's, it's yeah it's probably more one of those novelty things you know something to think about but yeah it, but it's uh, not bad advice yeah criminals are always ahead though you know yeah, that's right prevention is always an ounce of prevention is better than a, a pound of medicine or however that some uh, yeah. Phrase, something like, <laughs> yeah, something like that yeah a <laughs> little, little bit of prevention that's right a little bit of prevention goes a long way well speaking of uh, some news and things of that nature we just mentioned that um let's talk a little bit about the uh, the stretch ira has been uh, eliminated or sort of yeah it uh the secure act signed into into law right at the end of the year kind of pushed through at the last minute. Uh, it's something I've been talking to my clients about for, oh, it's been six months, seven months now that they've been considering it out there and it finally made it through. So, and pros and cons in it. I mean, it's probably the two biggest pieces of it that, that my clients are dealing with is on the, the positive side, they've extended that required minimum distribution age to 72, which I guess makes sense. I mean, we're all living longer. So, you know, pushing that out a, a few more years or 18 months makes a lot of sense. Right. And it'll give us, from my standpoint, the way I look at it, that's a, another 18 months of planning opportunity we have with clients because we do a lot of Roth conversions. So, but but the the downside to that is like the article mentions, the stretch IRA is dead. You know, I mean that's that's how they're they're paying for it is there is no more stretch IRA, and that there's a few exceptions to that, but for right, the most part, right. um, people can no longer, if you inherit an IRA, stretch that out over your lifetime and just take that required minimum distribution, you're going to be forced to take it out in a 10-year time frame. So it severely shrinks the amount of time, accelerates the time you're going to have to take that uh, distribution out over. So they could, for your heirs, if you're planning on leaving money to them and it's in an IRA, it could end up causing them a pretty significant tax bill, if not properly planned for. No, very true. And so now is that only, uh, is that basically how it affects people? Is it just the inherited version? Is that the inherited IRA? Is that what that is? Yeah. So being the inherited IRA, that, that was always the stretch. That was the concept of if you inherit an IRA or Roth, same, same thing, you could rather than take all of it out, stretch it out over your lifetime using the, there's a separate table, single life tables that, that'll tell you this is what you have to take. 
as a minimum distribution, just like similar in concept to what you would have to do if it was your IRA and you were over under the old rule 70 and a half. You know, so it's just a, a way of beneficiaries when they receive the money, not having to take everything at once. You could if you wanted. Gotcha. Um, but now they're forcing you to take it out in 10 years versus, I mean, it could have been 20, 30 years, depending on your age or longer. I mean, if you were left it to your grandchild that's five years old, I mean, they their their life expectancy is very long and they could stretch it out over a very significant amount of time or could, you know. Right, and I mean, right. that's one of the exceptions in there is that if it's a minor, then there's some provisions where until they reach 18, then the 10-year rule doesn't apply or, or age of majority in your state. So. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, for, so there's all sorts of little nuances in it, but right. the big pieces are stretch is dead. You know, that's kind of the downside to it. And then the positive side, they've extended the required distribution age out. So yeah. and allowing you to, to make um, IRA contributions after 70 and a half too. That's one of the other kind of doesn't well, apply to a lot of people. We'll and probably if you're still wind working up doing after that. 70 and a half. I uh, used to not be able to um, make contributions anymore. Now right. You can, so gotcha. I'm sure we'll probably wind up doing an episode where we dive a little bit more in depthly into that. But yeah, if you if you have a stretch or if you I, I, does it affect people who currently are no, and that's yeah. So it's like most laws that get passed. It's you know those that are in under the old laws. All the old rules apply. So it's just if you've inherited an IRA in 2020 or after. Gotcha. Okay. Likewise, if you turned 70 and a half in 2020 or after, now your your new required minimum distribution age is 72. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. All right. And so, again, if you have some questions, and that's going to be something that, again, you're going to want to check with your advisor, talk with your advisor. There are some changes to how things can affect the retirees and pre-retirees uh, moving forward here with the passing of the SECURE Act. So definitely ask your advisor about that and make sure that uh, you are having that conversation if need be. And, of course, you can always talk to Phil as well if you do not have an advisor that you're working with and let him know you want to talk through some of these things because it will, you know, can make some changes. So same thing with the RMD, and I'm sure we'll get to that and we'll talk about that a little later on in an episode. But I think they're also doing something with 2020 where they're, I guess they're kind of like, it's called the lost RMD year, I think, because they're going to, with the law going through, if your birthday was falling this year, they're going to give you some sort of a, a provision. Yeah, they're still working on all those little the details, details of, yeah. of kind of the, how it's going to come into play. Yeah, but gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, we'll follow back up with that. All right, well, let's let's jump into our main topic, Phil, and let's just talk a little bit about bias in the financial media. Uh, the beginning of the year, lots going on, as we've been saying for the last couple of episodes. It's going to be a, an interesting 2020, I think, <laughs> on many counts. Yeah, I, I think that's probably an understatement, but yep. yeah, it's definitely going to be... Uh, an interesting year. Yeah, yeah. Presidential well, election years always are. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this one, obviously, you know, and you can argue many ways, but this one's obviously going to be a very pivotal one, I think, uh, depending no matter what side of the coin you find yourself on. Uh, globally, lots of things going on. Um, hopefully, these trade wars are, are dying down. It looks like we you know, made some uh, ground there. But let's talk about the fact it's definitely good for us to keep ourselves up to date. And I think you and I even had this conversation once before that when it comes to just general news media, Nowadays, it almost seems like you have to listen to uh, multiple sources of different vantage points just to try to somewhere find the hopefully the truth in the middle, uh, which is very strange. But, you know, you can't just really turn to one source anymore, I think, and feel as though that you're getting the whole story. Everyone seems to have a slant or a bias. And maybe it's always been that way, but it certainly seems like it's more pronounced nowadays. And that's certainly the case, I think, as well in the financial world, too. Do you, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, anything in the media, I guess, I, I've always told my clients when you're looking at any kind of source of information, 
you've got to get to why they're doing what they're doing, you know, and, and unfortunately, I think the news of the past is, is gone. I mean, it used to be there really to inform you, but I think the reality is if you look at it today, it's more about entertainment. I mean, it's about the advertising dollar and that's where they make their money, right? I mean, if they're not getting the ratings, having the, the sensationalism that you hear, that creates all the, the listeners, you know, tuning in. So you've got to just be careful what you listen to and, and understand why they're saying what they're saying. So, but yeah, right. sensationalism is a huge, huge piece of the media today. Yeah. And I think we're all kind of savvy to that for the most part. We all, you know, that what's the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, um, exactly. But yep. financially speaking, I think sometimes we tend to gloss over that. So like, I think we kind of expect that when it comes to, you know, whether it be political stuff or, you know, whatever's going on geopolitically. But uh, I think when it comes to financial, sometimes we wind up going, oh, did you hear this little bit of financial news? And it must be gospel. And it, and it may, it's the same thing. It could also be, you know, angled from a sensationalistic standpoint. Right, right. You know, I mean, yeah, this whole, the fact of, you know, the market's going to crash. And I mean, they've been playing on that for a long time. And, it, and there's a lot of truth in it. And, you know, we are very long in, into this market, you know, so you've got to take it with a grain of salt, understand where, you know, where they're coming from. But yeah, as with any news you hear on, on the financial media, with almost any media, you know, just right. understand where they're coming from why it is listen to, to multiple sources is a good idea. Yeah, for sure. And thinking about the same thing, you know, paid placement kind of falls right in line with that, Phil, is that don't forget that whether it's a magazine or a TV show or whatever, a lot of times, you know, somebody is paying to have, or a Google search, they're paying to have something put where you see it first. Right. Yeah. I mean, you may be reading an article and you're thinking, oh, this is an editorial, you know, somebody's writing a, a financial article, but the reality is it's nothing more than the paid advertisement made to be, you know, to look like an article, you know, like some type of, of financial facts or information, you know, and, and with those, I mean, they are supposed to disclose it at the end, you know, so I mean, if you read through the whole thing and get into the footnotes and that at the bottom, it's supposed to say that it is a paid advertisement, if that is the case, and it's not truly a, you know, kind of third party article, so to speak. But yeah, just it, to me, again, it comes back to that source and, and understanding what is the source of that news, you know, and in that case, it's that individual or firm or whatever the case is that's paid to place that ad, that advertorial, so to speak, um, you know, it, it's a, not really an article, you know, an unbiased opinion. It's a placed advertisement that's made to uh, me look like news. So. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and so, and, and it definitely happens a lot, and, and you can, you know, there's, with these articles and things like that, a lot of times, I know, I know you guys have, in the industry, sometimes you guys get solicitations from places where they'll say, hey, we'll even write the article for you. And, right. Yeah, and, and put it up there. So, yeah, you want to make sure that when, as a consumer that you're, you know, it's, again, I think we are learning this more and more nowadays, but you just want to make sure that we're getting our resources from multiple areas. And it might sound kind of funny that we're having this conversation about bias and financial media, considering that we're doing a show and we're doing a podcast, but it's a little bit different in the podcasting landscape, because this is typically targeted towards, you know, current clients that you already have or people who are already interested in talking with you or things of that nature. So it's a little bit different than the, I guess, a mass uh, media type of targeting. Advisors all have their own opinion. You know, I've, sure, I've exactly. got my own opinion, my own approach to investments and philosophies that I follow. 
you know, every advisor is a little bit different in that way. You know, see if you, again, it's, it's about understanding that, you know, finding somebody you're comfortable with and, and you believe in, but yeah, you're right. When you're looking more at the media, um, most of us would think that that is something that uh, shouldn't have that bias in there. But I mean, the reality is it still does, you know, you've got to take it all with a grain of salt, just, you know, understand what they're saying. If you got questions on it, talk to your financial advisor, see what their take is on it is a, is a great idea. Bounce it off a third party educated, somebody in the industry that, that can give you their opinion to see, is it really something you should be given any uh, more time to, or is it just something that uh, is there trying to, to generate entertainment basically? Right, exactly. And viewership, and, so. And, and also think about this, too. It could be really good advice that you're hearing from different resources, it, and it may make a lot of sense. It just may not be good advice for you, right? I mean, right. It, it's the wrong audience, basically. Yeah, I mean, kind of back to the source, you know. Maybe it's, like you said, great advice, but just not applicable to your specific scenario. You know, I always say if you hear, and there I said always, but I mean, if you hear always or, you know, something of that nature, well, that's not necessarily the case. It doesn't apply to everyone. You know, Roth IRAs is a great example. I mean, we use Roth conversions with a lot of clients and most of our clients are in their, you know, mid to late sixties, beginning stages of retirement, which kind of the general thought would be, why would you use a Roth for them? That does, that's the wrong age. It's only for the younger people. And that's not the reality. I mean, there's a lot of times that makes a lot of sense that maybe you saved all your life and you only have money in these tax deferred vehicles like IRAs and 401ks. And when you really look at your overall picture, it makes sense to have more into a Roth IRA. <clears throat> Would right. it have been better to do that at a younger age? Absolutely. But that's not your scenario. Today, yeah. you're 60, 65, and it still makes sense to have some there. So there's, again, not one size fits all you've got to understand the audience and then how does it really apply to you yeah very true very true and and that's where you know any show even when we say here all the time on our own show it's like hey whatever you hear that piques your interest or, or whatever always check with a qualified professional before you take action and i think hopefully most people do that because it may be some sound advice that works well for you know person a but not person b and so the only way you're going to find that out is to talk to someone specifically about your situation and, right. and, and yep. work your way through that piece and and you know, a smaller note might be you know you may be listening to some a particular media and they may have some bias as you point pointed out everybody's got an opinion so everybody has a bit of a bias we're all human so we all uh have biases to begin with and so maybe they just aren't particularly up on one thing like there's somebody out there who says annuities are the worst thing ever and they just downplay them all the time and they may not be a good fit for a large chunk of people but they also may be a good fit certain kinds for another group of people so that's kind of what we mean right yeah it's again it comes back to understanding the source of it and then get a second opinion you know don't just anything in the in the media today you've got to take it with a grain of salt get a second opinion get it from more than one source and and then see work with a professional i mean if it's not something you're comfortable with yeah to get their opinion on how does it fit you know there's not a one size fits all and it's um i always tell my clients i can't imagine being in their shoes today i mean it it is very difficult being a retiree today because (laughs) unless you're educated and and know this field i mean that's my full-time job i've done it for years and just listening and hearing what's going on out there it's like i can't even imagine being somebody trying to figure this out without having some kind of background and knowledge in this field 
to try to sort through all this media to, to what is the truth? You know, what should I be doing? Yeah. Very you true. can hear three different opinions on the same topic and all of them could be right for certain people, but what's right for you. So, well, and I think that's, you know, part of the, the, new animal of the world that we live in today too i mean there's so much information i saw something the other day it was interesting and it said could you imagine if you brought somebody um from you know like the, let's say the 19th century or whatever you know to now and said you know check out the world we live in now and like the fact that we have a device in our pocket that pretty much has like almost all the information you can find all the information that you ever really need through your phone right i mean you can absolutely yeah and this person would go wow that's amazing what do you do with it oh i look at cat videos or cat memes on the internet <laughs> that's right i follow my friends on facebook yeah, what is that yeah it, it's it's kind of shy so it is it, we are definitely in some interesting times and so information is certainly at an abundance but it's finding the correct information and deciphering if that is the right information for you that becomes the real challenge right yeah and it becomes even more and more of a challenge every day just because yeah. of the the savviness of technology yeah I mean, as you yeah. start to you know click on things and view certain things i mean all of a sudden there's all this <laughs> you go down the rabbit hole advertising going <laughs> yeah on in, in the back scenes and they're starting to put you in certain pigeonholes and show you more of that and yeah i mean it's uh it's a crazy world absolutely well there you go folks so just you know make sure that you're having uh, you know put a little thought extra thought into when you're listening to something make sure that you're looking for the potential bias in financial media uh hopefully uh you find that what phil and i do is keep it pretty straightforward and again you know a lot of everyone has a bias because as human beings i think that you know it'd be naive to say we don't so just make sure that you're taking whatever it is that you're learning or hearing or that's interesting you and having a conversation with your financial advisor and how it might affect you specifically. And of course, Phil is a CPA and a personal financial specialist. And you can always reach out to him and talk with him at 248-888-7530. It's 248-888-7530 at AFS Wealth Management here in the Metro Detroit area. Also find him online at AFSWealthMGT.com. That's AFSWealthMGT.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast while you're there as well, whether it be on Google, Apple, Spotify, or another podcasting platform choice that you like to use. And with that, we're going to wrap it up this week, Phil, and hit an email question before we go from Cliff in Livonia. And he says, Phil, I told myself that once I hit a million dollars in my portfolio, that I would move a lot of that money to cash. But now that I'm at a million, I'm wondering if I can get to (laughs) 1.2 before I make that move. What do you think? Yeah. Talking about biases, right? It's one of those things. I I guess my thing would be, well, what was right about a million? What made you pick a million? Okay. Just kind of a number out of the hat, you know? Um, But you got to be careful with greed. I mean, it's always, once you get there, it's like, oh, that was easy. I, you know, ah, I can get another 200,000. That's going to be nothing. To me, at the end of the day, it's about what's your plan, you know? Is a million too? What's your right number? Should you have money in cash? I don't know about cash, but, you know, some amount in cash, sure. But you definitely need to have some safety in your portfolio. We personally, we bucketize money. Yeah, I mean, it, definitely something to consider. I'd be really careful, um, especially if you're at that stage in this market, depending on how close you are to retirement, kind of go that extra stretch to maybe get the extra 200000 in your portfolio. Right. Because again, this market is not the sensationalized, it's just like we talked about. But I mean, we are kind of long in this market. And at some point, we're going to be getting into a correction and things will be reverting back to the means. So. Yeah, yeah. Very true. And well, great question, and Cliff. And I, and I think, yeah, you know, I don't know, have a conversation with your advisor or, you know, because 
it's easy to do. I get it. And you're probably like a lot of people, you know, we were sitting there uh, the end, you know, 2019 there towards the middle. It was kind of, it seemed like it was staying flat towards the right. The end of 2019, the market started pushing up. Uh, started hitting new, you know, more and more highs, uh, going over twenty eight thousand, going over twenty eight three, then twenty eight four. Uh, as of the podcast taping this morning, as while we were doing this, it started off at twenty eight seven, almost twenty eight eight, and it's at twenty eight six right now. So I, I get that it's you know you see those numbers and you go, hmm, can I squeeze out a little more? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, but that little more might cost you a lot more in the end. True, so true. You know, and it could be yeah, really. Me, it, yeah. it all comes down to having a plan. What exactly. is the right amount you need, and and making sure that it's positioned yeah. uh, the right way well and we like we said we think it's going to be a very interesting and probably volatile year so uh, just make sure that you're talking with your advisor about your specific setup make sure that your risk tolerance is set the way you need it to be uh, the time horizon is being looked at for each individual person that's listening to the yep. podcast and go through all those steps and again if you need help with that Phil is here to help 248-888-7530 that's 248-888-7530 right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts and Phil my friend I will catch you next time sounds great we'll see you later folks appreciate you very much make sure you subscribe to us again on apple google spotify uh, stitcher whatever platform you choose and we will catch you next time here on the show investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.